0: This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals.
1: Join us and let's make life better.
2: Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can find out how they made their life better and how we can learn from their story and their challenges. So today we are very happy to be interviewing Rachel Faster. I had the pleasure of getting to know Rachel through a very close friend. Rachel is a writer and creator of Girl in Limbo, which focuses on parenting, health and travel. Rachel says, let's try and understand what's going on so we can stay sane and avoid a midlife meltdown. It's not just the menopause. Her blog looks at yoga meditation healthy eating menopause and general self-care looking after the mind the body and the soul so thank you for coming today Rachel. Thank you for having me and I know you prefer writing and not speaking but I know that you're going to give us some wisdom today so tell our audience a little bit more about yourself.
1: Um, So I'm a writer, blogger, journalist, um, focusing on women's health, parenting and uh, midlife subjects such as uh, the menopause. And uh, I try and kind of help women understand their journey and come up with solutions to some of the uh, topics that come up and the struggles that come up during midlife. One of the big ones at the moment is is the menopause. Yeah, I'm quite passionate about it. I think that, you know, obviously nearly every woman will go through it at some stage, somewhere most likely between the ages of, of 40 or 45 and or 53. And that's, you know, all women and the menopause can last for some years. And women, all women react quite differently to to the menopause experience so I feel really strongly that we need to educate
2: each other. And your sense of humor comes through so much knowing you on your (laughs) on your blogs you're not want to take things too seriously but like you said the menopause really can have a huge effect on all of us.
1: Yes and I think it affects uh, the people we live with or the people around us the people we love you know our, you know if you've got husbands kids parents partners you know it affects it it affects everyone so the more we are educated on it the the better I think Mm.
0: and I think that's something like to be honest I don't think we hear a lot about I remember I think it it must have been around this time last year that Davina McCall did that program that I was on TV and that Pause quite a stir. Like all of a sudden, menopause was part of the agenda. And she was like, you know, also very vulnerable, talking about it, addressing all the things, all the elephants in the room. And I think that helped shining a light on that time. Certainly, as a result of that, all of a sudden, I'm seeing more posts or more communication being made about the fact how menopause affects working women. And, you know, how you can actually support. Women in your business that are going through that time and how to better understand what happens. So, I guess I've got a two part question for you that will be quite interesting to hear you know, any highlights or any key nuggets of information that you've learned throughout dedicating your time to this subject. Like, is there anything that you would like to say? It's like, you know, being a writer, give us a headline.
1: How to avoid a midlife crisis. Um, I think a lot of women, you know, before used to feel quite alone with their midlife experience. I think, you know, our parents' generation didn't really talk about it. It was all pushed under the carpet and just get on with it. Um, and I think um, what's really great is that now there is this conversation around uh, women's health in in, in the midlife, um, not just with with menopause, but it could be all kinds of midlife experiences. And I think that, you know, people like, women like Davina McCall have really sort of trailblazed and led the way on this. And the more that we discuss and talk about it and get it out in the open, then then the better, really, because then the next generation will be even more prepared. I think studies have come out that say over half of all women feel they don't know enough about the menopause and they don't know exactly what, they don't know what to expect and what's ahead of them, which is really shocking when you think about the fact that all women will go through this at some point, some earlier than others, some will experience all the symptoms, some some lucky ones won't have many symptoms, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that most people will experience some of some of them. And so um, I think, you know, just just the more that we... That we um, understand and are educated about the midlife and the menopause are better. I mean, I think in pre- previous generations, by the age of sort of 40, 45, it was very different in our parents' time. Our kids would have probably, um, you know, they said life starts starts at 40 because of the kids the kids would have left home already. They now nowadays you're you've got you might have young kids in your mid 40s, when you start getting symptoms, you might have teenagers, you might be caring for elderly parents as well, you might have, you know, you, you're, you're working, you've got a demanding job, you've got husbands, you know, partners, it's, it's everything that kind of comes at you in the midlife. And I think this generation are experiencing it all that the, our, our parents have a slightly They'd be at a sli- slightly different stage of life as well, so they weren't trying to look after everybody else whilst going through the menopause, or, or it was just, you know, it's not seen as as attractive or sexy, so it's just like pushed under the carpet. I mean, we could get all feminist about it and say if men were going through this, it would be a very different experience. <laughs> and at, the moment, at the moment, I think women are struggling because they have these symptoms and they're not sure what the solutions are as well. You know, there's a big shortage. It's been in the press lately um, about the shortage of HRT, you know, which is, which is you know, real, real huge struggle for, for a lot of women, they just can't access, you know, the treatments that they that they
2: need. So I think you've hit on so many points there. And um, I didn't realise until, you know, doing a lot of studying that it's actually during the perimenopause before we even hit the real, you know, menopause that the brain starts changing. And we haven't got the thought processes, the energy, and we can become quite anxious and we don't even realize why. And we then we can start making a problem because we think there's something wrong with us. And I'm sure there's so many women that hit the perimenopause, they're still having their periods regularly, and they don't realize that their brain and body is already getting ready for when they stop being able to, you know have children
1: yeah that's absolutely right i think the the symptoms start a lot earlier than we realize and there's a study in the journal of in north america that, that says that exact that exact thing that um you know the the symptoms develop long before women stop getting their periods and um i think in the early stages of perimenopause the symptoms sort of creep up on you and you can easily just sort of dismiss them as oh you know i'm just i'm just so tired or i feel you know a bit anxious or or more tired but you kind of think that oh well you know that's just that that's just life the job the kids whatever but you don't realize it's actually you're in you've started perimenopause and I think a lot of women don't know what's happening to them and think maybe they are you know they they don't understand why they're suddenly feeling anxious or angry or have like a red mist or I think some of them mistake it for other other things like some of the symptoms can be similar to depression so they think you know they go to the GP and the GP starts leading them down an antidepressant route you know that's I've got you know that's happened to, to many women who've sort of written into me telling me that, that is their their experience of you know of going to the GP whereas actually you know perhaps what what might be better is is to go to gp and ask for the you know a, a hormonal blood tests to see whether you're low in estrogen because that is the main cause of perimenopause
2: but well, i what? i went to the doctor and i had my bloods test and i wasn't low in estrogen and i do all you know i'm such an advocate for health I exercise I meditate I sleep I eat well I don't drink anymore and I was getting more and more tired and I just couldn't work out and it wasn't until I started on the estrogen gel that I realized and then my sleep got deeper I could go through the day with so much more energy so obviously my body was going into perimenopause and I had no idea So I think you've got such an important message there to women that just, even if your blood tests tell you that you are not low on oestrogen because the bloods are not always as accurate as they should be, if you've got the symptoms, it isn't a bad thing. And they're saying to start, aren't they, the gels and stuff before you even hit menopause. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's been a lot in the press, a lot of misunderstanding about um, oestrogen gels and HRT and I think every, every woman sort of almost has to become her own kind of advocate really and 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 find what, what works for her because everybody's going to experience the menopause and midlife in such a different way. So there's not like one, one treatment fits all. Although I, I think that a lot, a lot of women are really helped by HRT, but there are some... Who will feel uncomfortable taking that? And then they maybe have to, you know, sort of take a look at that and go through a more holistic approach. But I think it's a multi pronged attack anyway, even if you are fortunate enough to be able to take HRT and it works for you. I think you still need to look at exercise and yoga and meditation and nutrients and supplements and all of your sleep and your alcohol intake, your coffee intake, all of those things I think will play a part in helping you through midlife and menopause. Mm. So what I'm
0: hearing is that obviously it is a holistic process, it's not like you know there are some things that can help you like you know all the, the things that you guys just mentioned but I think it's important to kind of flag that it seems to be it's a holistic approach to lifestyle and it is a change. But what I'm curious to hear, because I think, Rachel, you would just mention, you know, just describing how life is and, you know, you either have children or parents or friendships or a job, like life gets mental, life gets like, you know, this crazy busy and there seem to be several symptoms that we try to dismiss and that we try to kind of put down to the fact that we're just busy. Like, you know, if you're tired, then, well, maybe I'm doing too much. If you forget things, it's like, all because I've got so many things on that obviously I'm not able to remember everything. So I'm curious to hear at what point, and maybe based on experience, how can you distinguish from these things or these symptoms being an aftermath of a busy life, to them being actually symptoms of you either being in the menopause or starting the perimenopause, how can you recognise that this tiredness, their forgetfulness, all these are actually something different than?
1: Mm, I think um, partly because, well, in my own experience, I didn't realise it was the beginning of perimenopause, actually, in fact, I think I was really in, like a lot of women I think I was really in denial. Well, I, I can't be menopausal. I'm not that old. I'm still I still feel young. So, you know, I I I really was ignoring the symptoms, dismissing the symptoms yeah. as just another another ordinary day. I'm a you know, a mom, a busy mom. I just put it down to that. And then I think probably the symptoms just got worse and I noticed I was getting anxious and actually you know I had a panic attack and I hadn't had one since I was 23 you know on the day I left university I can't all day after I kind of ha- had one um and and had no idea then what it was and this time I thought what what oh my goodness you know this is bad and I remembered sort of I could I didn't feel confident to drive on a motorway and I thought oh that's not like me and like, what am I going to do if I can't drive on a motorway? So I think everything kind of got worse. I think that anything that you don't sort out earlier in your life is going to come come and hit you, <laughs> attack you in the midlife. You know, any unresolved issues or problems, it's just going to get worse, I think, for some reason in the midlife. And... So I went to the GP and I said, I know it's not the menopause because I'm just not that old and it can't be. I'm just really tired and I, but I, do, and I feel really achy and I don't want to exercise. I don't really understand what's happening. And she was like, well, you know, um, maybe we'll just do some tests uh, um, just, to, just to see. And I, I, went, I went to a private GP actually because I thought, I need more than the five minutes. I need to sort of go into my my sort of life and lifestyle and everything with her. So I, I went to a private one. She said, oh, well, let's just see. I'll do the tests anyway. And anyway, they came back and I was low in estrogen and, you know, like everyone, low in vitamin D and so low iron and other things. And so that's when I started to realize, oh, my goodness, so all of these days I've been excusing this as just another tired, busy mum day is actually I really should have listened harder to my body and to what it was trying to tell me.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great message, isn't it, about slowing down and listening to what it tells you. And and like you said earlier, being your own exploration or your own little detective, because it was like with me, I was thinking, well, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do to be healthy. I do holistic health. You know, why is this not working? And then it's when you realize that I'm doing all these things in my way of doing it that is, you know, supposed to give you the energy. And it was. And when things don't start working, you realize that you've got to dig a bit deeper. And we're a biology, aren't we, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day? And those hormones create our mood. (laughs) And if we haven't got a good mood, it's very hard to have a good day. Yeah. So, what I'm hearing, I think,
0: is is a lovely message is on the one hand, slow down and check in. And then, if something doesn't feel right, don't assume and better kind of like take action on it, whatever shape or form that action is, whether it is seeing a GP, whether it is getting even more curious and trying to find out what might be the underlying thing underneath it. And then, for me, the one takeaway that I am also hearing is. Because sometimes, like, you know, the menopause can be perceived as a taboo, that thing that we don't talk about, that thing that we don't mention. But actually, once you mention it, once you get curious about it, and once you actually tackle it, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, people. There is there is a better life to be lived than the one that you currently live in. And that happens like you know, obviously, menopause is a talk is a topic we're talking about. But the number of times that we prevent ourselves from living a better, healthier, happier life because we're just too afraid to tackle the elephant in the room when actually it gets better. It might be a bit challenging. You know, nobody wants to think like, oh, you know, it can't be, I'm still young. Well. Your body is telling you otherwise, so we may as well go with that and then embrace and know that you can have a better life if you embrace and are not aware of what is happening
1: that's so true because actually it's a really important time to to slow down and to take stock and to reevaluate your life and to think what do i want going forward you know what's my future going to look like and what do i want for myself and i think it's just it's really Important and all, all part of it because you know. As I I think, the menopause is not a very nice word for what we're going through. And I think um, I don't remember what what culture could be Japanese culture. They call it the second spring, and actually, that's a much nicer way of looking at it. Or you know, uh, we need to find new ways of looking at the transitional stage because it is leading into a really, a really, a much better life, a, a great life, and one that you purposefully choose for yourself.
2: I love that second spring. Yeah, so nice, because yeah, we're older and wiser. And it shouldn't be this taboo, should Mm -hmm. it that, you know, just because we're getting older, that life is not so good. And it, you know, it might not be the same, it might be different, but it can be better. And, you know, you enter a stage in your life, hopefully, where you can enjoy the fruits of your labor of, of what you've already learned, on, on that journey and enjoy your children and, and you know, enjoy the connections you've made because let's face it you know we've put a lot of work into these families
1: <laughs> a lot of love a lot of time a lot of
2: energy a lot of resources yes. And, that's to what, be able to enjoy them. and I think that's what the
1: the the sort of post and the second spring or the post menopause is all about. It's more about yourself then because you've spent all those years looking after other people and everyone else. And now it's 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 your time. Um, I think many women feel that, that that's actually so positive, so amazing on the other side of it. Once you get through a few of the challenges, then, you know, it's all positive and all good and so much better, as you say.
2: What you're saying is that acceptance, isn't it? If you accept it, you go with the flow of it. When you resist it. Yes, you can't. You can't go with the flow of whatever the changes are that's happening.
1: Yeah, we've got to embrace it. Definitely.
2: I love that
0: message. Uh, so Rachel, can you sum up in one sentence how you made your life better?
1: It's better in every way possible. Just, just by taking stock and by sort of slowing down, regrouping, re-revaluing, looking at what what Michael values are and what I want for myself going forward. Yeah just better in every way really
2: I love that thank you so much for sharing that with us because I know in the last few years as well as going through menopause you've gone through a lot of your own challenges separation
1: divorce new job everything thrown up (laughs) (laughs) and you're still
2: smiling
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's because um I found supportive women women supporting women and I think you know I look to older women for you know as mentors and wise women and who can help other women so you know that that's 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 helped me so much
0: oh I love that Rachel and I know that just by listening to this episode and kind of hearing that and knowing like you know they do say just tackle one major change at a time you just went and did it all <laughs> but I know that there's there's a strength there and there will be plenty of people that would love to connect with you and hear and also be inspired so where can these people find you we'll obviously put links in, in the episode notes but if you can let us know where they can find you
1: Oh, well, I've got a blog, girlinlimbo.com. So they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and on my blog, girlinlimbo.com. Beautiful. We'll put that there.
2: And there's some great articles there. So please do go there, audience. There really is some, and Rachel does write with such humour and knowledge. So that combination is great. Thanks so much. I've enjoyed talking to you. Thanks. Thanks, Rachel. So thanks to our audience for joining us one more week. Thanks for showing us your love and appreciation. And please share the episode with anyone you think will benefit from it. That's how we get more um, subscriptions. That's how we get more airtime. So please like, leave a comment and subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, Stay well, stay safe and stay inspired. Much love.